0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Giving birth happens in three stages. Understanding these stages can better prepare you for your own labor and delivery because you'll know what to expect. Hi, I'm Rosemary Mason. I'm a retired childbirth educator and a current postpartum doula and a lactation specialist. Today, we're going to be exploring the stages of labor, and this is Preggy Pals, episode 20.
2: Um, is that a plus sign? Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Have you subscribed to our Preggy Pals newsletter yet? It's a great way to learn more about the latest episodes and to learn ways you can get involved with our show. You can subscribe through our website, preggypals.com, And you can now take Preggy Pals wherever you go with our free apps, both on Android and Apple devices. You can listen to our most recent episodes. You can star your favorite episodes, and you can get instant access to our social networking sites. And also, just a quick note, Preggy Pals is also looking for panelists bloggers and experts to join our team if you want some more information on that visit our website okay let's learn a little bit more about our panelists today here in the studio we have two new panelists so Kate let's start with you hi my name is Kate Gittens. I'm 29 years old and I work for
3: Pearson Education I'm due August 30th and I do not know the gender of my baby this is my first child and I will have a hospital medicated birth
2: Okay, and
1: Jackie. Hi, I am Jackie Kleber. I am 25. I am a kind of practicing birth doula.
2: <laughs> Good
0: for you. On your way, kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. on the way in the journey.
1: <laughs> um, my due date is November 29th. Um, it is a girl, but this is a surrogacy. Um, so I have one child; he's three years old, and I'm going to have a natural hospital birth at Pomerado.
2: All right, welcome to the show, ladies. Before we start today's show, here are some great prenatal fitness tips.
4: Hi, preggy Pals. I'm Lisa Drexman, Chief Founding Mom at Stroller Strides, where fitness is fun, you get to have a great time with your baby, and you get to meet other new moms. And I'm here today to answer your questions about fitness and pregnancy. So one question that I get, especially in summer heat, is is there a concern about hyperthermia? And is there a concern about my baby overheating? And it is a real concern, but it's not so much that you shouldn't be exercising. You just need to do it safely. If, If the weather is really extreme, then I would recommend that you do exercise in a cooler environment. If you're going to be outside, then it is important to wear, you know, the moisture wicking clothing, light colors, and make sure that you're staying hydrated. But the body is so amazing when you're pregnant because your body actually protects itself and the baby protects itself when you're pregnant. And you're better able to dissipate heat when pregnant than when not pregnant. So you're actually able to cool yourself down better so that you're cooling the baby be down so really you shouldn't be too concerned you should be careful anytime wear light clothes Exercise in cool environments, but don't let it keep you from exercising. I mean, my general rule of thumb is if it feels good to you, it's probably feeling just great to the baby. Um, this is probably not a time for the heated yoga classes by any means. I, I'm a big fan of them, but this isn't the right time for them. So go take a safe prenatal class. And again, just listen to your body. Thanks for listening to today's tip. And be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips.
3: Our family has grown.
2: Today, we're breaking down the labor and delivery process. What exactly is happening to your body? When is it happening? And why does it need to happen? Joining us here in the studio is Rosemary Mason. She's a postpartum doula who's helped many women through these different stages of labor. Rosemary, welcome to the show. Thank you. I know you uh, you were up um, pretty late helping out with some twins, so we really appreciate you being here in the studio with us. Happy to
0: be here. Thanks, okay,
2: then. so let, let's talk a little bit about these stages. Um, first of all, why is it important that we know more about the different stages? I mean, our body's naturally going to do it. Why do we have to, to know about
0: it? I think everyone likes more information and in what's happening with their bodies. So that's why we take classes. We want to know about breastfeeding. We want we, we take our childbirth education classes to understand um, when we go through these phases and then you won't be so afraid. I think the more knowledge we have, the better we feel about things.
2: Okay. Now, a lot of pregnant women want to know, especially if this is their first, when we talk about labor and delivery, we want to, we want to know how how long is the process? And I know that that is a loaded question. It's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but totally worth it. Um, so um, is there an average length? Let's just talk about for first-time, first-time moms. You
0: know, I think first-time moms, anywhere between 8 to 12 hours um, is kind of the norm. Sometimes people go a little shorter. Sometimes it goes a little little later than that. And I'm talking about actual hospital time, not so much the time okay. of getting home. As you know, there's four stages of labor. And the first stage is just our early labor. We're at home and we're just relaxing. And our body is going from zero to two, three to four centimeters. And so those would be the things that you would be at home and you're getting maybe little twinges, You maybe a little backache, maybe it comes forward, maybe it comes down your legs. There's so many different um, aspects of contractions. And I know you had a baby before, so w- were there any contractions, what were your contractions feeling like at those early stages?
1: Mm, it was like a whole week before. Okay. So you had the pro domo labor
0: mm-hmm, le- exactly. week before. Yep. And that's also another um, aspect of that early stages where you think, oh, I'm going to go to labor and it's not oh, today. Just kidding. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: so you're talking about a week prior to your due date. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were feeling them then. Yeah. And that's different than Braxton Hicks or are we talking about Braxton Hicks?
0: It, it's a sort of Braxton Hicks as well. It's okay. once again, your body is getting prepared to go down that labor path and it, it's it's getting there more than away from it.
2: Okay. All right. Now I I'm curious Jackie with you. Did you have any kind of childbirth preparation method that you were exploring Were you doing oh, no. birthing or anything I knew like that? So nothing. No. Right. So okay. <laughs> which I think a lot of us are yes. in that position honestly. So yeah. I mean that's totally fine. I was just I was just curious. So Rosemary, do any of those childbirth methods seem to whether it's Lamaze or you're talking about the Bradley method or whatever. Um does that seem to affect the length of the the birth, the labor and delivery
0: I process? Think, I think it does. I think if you have some education behind you, I think you kind of know what's going to be kind of expected. Okay. And you kind of you aren't as afraid. I think that's the biggest part. I think fear makes us tense up. And the yeah. more we become, I like to say, we become Barbie dolls. And the more <laughs> tense we are, you know, I, I can imagine Barbie having, you know, no offense to Barbie, but she probably would not have the best person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think Raggedy Ann is what you want to aim for. Raggedy Ann, soft, really flexible, where, you know, she just let everything go and it'd be really great. And she has Andy with her and it's really nice, so it's, <laughs> it's
2: totally no offense to Ken. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no offense to Ken. He'd be off flying up his plane. So, so.
2: Right. <laughs> so we also hear too if we've given birth prior that the whole process could happen faster. Is that true?
0: I find that's true too. Okay. I think a lot. Yeah, I think your body is already in the groove and it just kind of goes right into it. I think pushing's a lot easier. You know what um, to expect. You know what to expect, and and you just kind of go, oh yeah, okay, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, the, I think sometimes our first-time mommies have a tendency. See the get to the hospital um, a little too soon if they're gonna have a hospital birth. And I think they see um, some things on the TV about, oh my gosh, you know, remember in TV they have to get it done within 30 minutes or an hour to get that birth right. Done. Right. And if you really look at the clock on the wall, it's spinning and it's sort of like hour <laughs> after hour. <laughs> and I think it's really important for those early stages to stay home, relax, bake bread, watch Gone with the Wind, yeah. um, get your things in order, and you know maybe not tell everyone in the world you're in that early labor, because sometimes outside forces make you go to the hospital when you really aren't ready to go. Right. That's my
1: biggest fear is like when to go mm-hmm. once, yeah. once things you'll start happening.
0: Right. You'll know. You'll you'll just really, if you can talk through your contractions, then you can stay home. Remember that at the hospital, there's no floor show. They're not going to be giving you a bunch of food and things like that. So this is a good time to be home, you know, having some you know, clear liquids, just relaxing. Eating, um, and letting, eating yes, <laughs> and letting that, letting that labor progress. We want the labor to get longer, stronger, and closer together. That's its job.
2: Are there certain stages for women that are usually longer or shorter when we talk
0: about I think these? the early stage is the longest one. Okay. I think that's the, you know, the body's getting prepped for everything that's going on. And I think that uh, the newness of everything is, is starting to happen. The first stage of labor has three phases, and that's the early, active, and transitional. So that early we're staying home, we're relaxing, and then we're going from zero to four centimeters. And once we get into active labor, and this is when we're about four centimeters, this is when we want to start thinking about maybe heading off to where we're going to be delivering. It would be great to get there when you're 9 centimeters. good for you. Uh, And that's okay, too. Um, The active part is when things are really happening. Now mom's not able to talk through the contractions. It's it's a little more challenging for her. She may be thinking about medications at this time. um, And... That, that's probably the, the the longest, kind of the next step into it. Our transitional, and that's when we're going from seven, once we get to like, you know, um, four to seven centimeters and active, we're going from seven to 10 centimeters in our transitional. That's the toughest part of labor, but also the shortest part of labor. This is when she wants to give up. I don't want to do this anymore. And most likely, if we're checked at that time, you're probably eight or nine centimeters and you only have maybe another... 20 minutes to go. So this could be maybe only an hour. Um, my personal transitionals were only about 20 minutes, and then I was pushing babies out.
2: Did you have all the training and stuff when you were giving birth to no, your own children? No, okay. not at that time. Okay, and
0: maybe it was good. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it is. You know, it's it's very intense, and and um, you feel lots and lots of pressure, and and a lot of people think they have to go to the bathroom, yeah. and that's always a good sign as a birth doula. You know, she'll find out Jackie. It's like oh goody, she's she's <laughs> feeling really bad, and she's throwing up, and she feels like she. Has to Here go. we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> As a birth duelist, we love fluids coming out of new mommies, so we think it's really fun that you're throwing up and things are coming out of you. And and you know, um, a, a tip. So in case someone says, "Oh, I feel nauseous," please don't just hand them that small little Epsom basin. Give them the like the big, big one because they, they feel like they can really keep up.
2: <laughs> so for women, especially if this is their first pregnancy, mm-hmm. what are some of the symptoms that they feel? let let's kind of go through these. I know we just kind of talked about the different parts of the first stage of labor, but let's kind of go through them again and and what are we experiencing what are the symptoms how do we know when we're going through you know like sure. early labor let's sure. start with let's that. just start
0: with early labor I think a lot of moms it's kind of sneaks up on them a little bit because you're just like maybe you were just reaching for a plate or a cup and you feel a little tinge in your back and you're like oh gosh I better go to my chiropractor because I feel like a little tinge and not realizing <laughs> that wow well, this you know I'm three days past my due date and I'm it might be that maybe you're just fixing dinner you sat down to dinner you feel this other twinge and you're thinking that's strange and before you know it it's gotten to be more of a constant and you're kind of timing it maybe it's 20 minutes apart and they're lasting like 30 seconds the the contraction itself it's kind of like a little for a full full minute it's a 20 minute or 20 second build up a 20 second of wow this is really fun and then a 20 second of it coming down so you feel that intensity
2: Okay. And that's
0: kind of early. So you want, like I said, you want to just be relaxing. You want to finish your dinner. Um, you, and the partners, too. This is when they will know um, to turn off the TV or kind of be more intent in with, their, with their partner. Maybe have your bag ready. Um, please agree on the way you're going to be going to the hospital. These are important things that you want to be thinking about.
2: Okay. Do a lot of people disagree on how they're getting <laughs> to the people, <laughs> hospital? Many people. Yes. You yes. get
0: in. Yes. What? You you would, you're going to walk?
2: You're going to drive? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> There's like 15 ways to be the yeah. hospital. Oh, There's, you're talking about the path. The path. Oh. Yeah, Okay.
0: journey yeah the actual oh, so driving we have backseat drivers in yes. this case oh my actual goodness. driving so Whoa. mom's thinking when you get in the car she's going to go this way and partner's like and you're like it's it's like she, the partner will find a, a hand around his throat like you know Ugh. really yeah. you, where are you going
2: why are I you parking here I have never thought that I guess mm-hmm. the emotions are high you're just yeah, yeah I guess you're pretty yeah. irritable at that point
0: of course well, you know when are we going is it you know then the, yeah. here comes the big stopwatch yeah. and everyone has nine different stopwatches they're all using right. and, it's, and all
2: the apps and stuff that you yeah, exactly. Now everyone has
0: apps, and and you it, once again you become so focused on your phone that you forget someone is actually in labor. So partners, I remind them just just really watch your partner. How are they feeling? They want to be with you. They want you to hold the, you know the, the hold their hand. Make sure they're drinking something. Um, if you have to set the timer, so you're drinking something every hour. You're eating a little something and, and going potty. Yes, and going potty. Remind them yeah. that because that gets them up and moving in different positions. Once you, know, you have to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, it's okay. I have to get up and move around. Right. Okay. And
2: I'm also. thinking... Because I'm a parent of of two boys now, Mm -hmm. and so would this be a good time too? That if you need someone to watch your child or kind of arrange all that kind of stuff, then at that
0: time, and this this happens a lot, especially if it's your you know second one. It's three o'clock in the morning, and you're thinking, oh, we'll hold off till. You know six or seven and, and then call grandma or someone else at that time which is actually good because this then progresses your labor that's why I think second time labors are shorter because we have a first one that we're thinking about and not so much about you know what's going on with us personally and yeah. then we can walk in and have that baby really quickly
2: if <laughs> um, we have a doula or midwife mm-hmm. that's um part of our team here at what point do you recommend contacting call, them
0: call them right away okay. call them yeah. as soon as you think you're in labor this is this is the person that you want to be talking to maybe she's we've arranged where she's gonna come over and hang out with you during that early part of labor to kind of keep you calm, help you with your breathing exercises, um, help you get in the bathtub, whatever needs to be done. Um, but definitely do call your labor um, your labor doula, even if it is three in the morning. These women wait for these calls at three in the morning. They <laughs> yeah. have everything set so you are not bothering them. Yeah. This is their job to be with you.
2: It's amazing. I've talked to doulas too who are doulas having a baby and they still don't want to call their
0: doula. Exactly. Like, yeah. Don't oh, you tell have, people to call your, you yeah. anytime? Exactly. Oh, you know? <laughs> so It's so funny. And they still think, oh, I don't want to bother. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So so call. Yes, please call. (laughs) Okay. And then how do we know we're transitioning into the active part of labor?
0: Now our contractions are taking a little more of our attention. They're getting to be, wow, this is, now I know I'm in active labor. I'm kind of. I'm not able to speak through a lot of the contractions. People ask me a question. And I'm like, just a minute. And you maybe, you know, you just stand there with a blank stare in your face for a few <laughs> minutes. And then you can resume the conversation. And um, then, you know, that the, the contractions are getting longer, stronger, closer together. And now they're lasting a good minute. And that's what we're hoping that we get to become. Okay. 20-second buildup, 20 seconds of very intense, and then a 20-second of coming down. Um, three to four minutes later, it starts all over again. So it's very consistent. The patterns are starting to happen. And that's what you'll look for, too. Lots good of big patterns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> what happens? Because I hear a lot of this from, from women who are pregnant and going into labor. They're out and about, they're grocery shopping, mm-hmm. they're doing whatever. At what point do we say, okay, I should probably take this back to the home front or, you know, wrap up you know, whatever I'm doing?
0: It's kind of everyone's own call on what needs to be done. I think you're going to know. I think you're going to know this is okay, I, I can leave these groceries, I can get going. <laughs> um, I probably would think if you're in early labor, you probably wouldn't be going grocery shopping, but, you know, if you happen to be in the middle of it and right. your water does break, for whatever reason, you know, you probably quietly just you know leave. Clean up, mile four. <laughs> yeah. And once again, um, I think the latest last statistic I remember it was only eight percent chance that your water was going to break spontaneously. <gasps> yeah, so that means ninety two percent chance it it's not going to happen. means all the movies are wrong exactly. is what it means. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to put a big you know big blanket all over the you know your leather seats right. too, so you can right. leak on that.
2: Okay, and then so um, what about moving into the transition phase? So
0: you're transitional once again. You're, you've been in great active labor. You're laboring around. You could be at a home birth or your hospital birth. Um, Things are happening. Now you start feeling a little like you can't do this anymore. This is where we get toward the end and our body is just really working so hard and you're just thinking, oh, okay, that's it. I, if I didn't take medications, I'm taking them now. No mm-hmm. matter what, I don't care. I don't want to do this anymore. I've had moms try to get out of their beds and say, "I'll come back tomorrow. I don't want to do this anymore." I <laughs> promise. I take a break. Yeah, I, yeah, really. I, can I take a break? Yeah. Can I just pause here because I need a break? I promise I'll come back tomorrow. I know I could do much better tomorrow. And like, like it's a test. Like I'm not passing the test and I'm I'm failing and, and it's not. It's just about what's normal going on in this in this transitional part. And usually, the, you know, someone will come in and check. You're probably at nine. Centimeters, and then you got to click because now you're switching your brain from wow, I'm actually going to be pushing this baby out and we go into the second um the second stage which is pushing.
2: If you are planning for a hospital birth, you would obviously want
0: to go to the hospital probably in the active labor phase. Active labor would be really about. great. Yeah. Okay. okay. And what's time. the
3: rule again on that? Is like 5-1-1 or something yeah, right? Yeah,
0: it's usually 5 minutes apart um lasting a whole minute and I would go at least 2 hours. Some people say an hour, but a lot of people fudge on their hours. So I would just make sure it's like 2 hours. If you were watching a movie, finish your movie. Okay, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's really rare that we're going to have a baby in the car. And if it is, woohoo, good for you. You know, it's
2: more excitement. <laughs> I don't know if what, I would be saying that, here. What a, what a <laughs> great birth
0: story your child will be having. Yeah. <laughs> but we really don't read five about it. during rush hour. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't hear about it here. We don't, I mean, that would be really newsworthy. I mean, I really can't remember the last time we read about a baby being born Yeah, in car, but But I think people are really afraid of that. And it's, you know, they get there maybe a little too soon. Yeah. So take your time. You have plenty of time. Plenty, plenty of time.
2: Yeah, if you do get there early, and that was my experience with my firstborn, um, they had me like walk the halls mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Because I came in, I think I was two centimeters, and they wanted me at least be three, I think, before yeah. they admitted me. Mm-hmm. And so I walked for an hour, and um, and then they admitted me because mm-hmm. I I opened up obviously a little bit more, yeah, I dilated a little bit more. So. so you could have been stayed home even a little longer and had that whole have. oatmeal. And, you know. But you know, the thing <laughs> was for me though is my contractions they were happening fast, mm-hmm. and I was scared because I wasn't sure they weren't lasting for a long time, but mm-hmm. I didn't have. any any time and and I didn't have any time in between right. and that was consistent throughout that birth like you know I eventually got an epidural right. so I'm like what I'm having a contraction mm-hmm. but um they would say like you you know you had like Twenty seconds in between yeah, contractions. Your labor pattern is just really yeah. regular,
0: so it you know it, it takes a while for it to get really regular. So it's it's okay that it kind of starts off. And a lot of times, a lot of moms when they get to the hospital, they get performance anxiety, and they were having great contractions at home, really consistent, really great. Oh. And they get to the hospital, and all of a sudden,
2: the bright lights, the and bright everything. lights,
0: and people start coming in. And all of a sudden, their body just kind of closes down. Mm-hmm. And um, just like any type of you know animal when they want to give birth, they pick the safest, quietest place they can find. It's not bright lights right in front of you. It's you know even though you put a little box there. They usually try to find the little linen closet yeah. that's quiet.
2: That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. We do do that. Like, mm-hmm. if we want comfort, I go to a, you know... A
0: quiet... And, mm-hmm. So that's why I really recommend that you do uh, make your labor room as like your home as possible. Bring your favorite pillow. Um, it's so important to bring your own pillow. It smells like home. Fill it with lavender. Whatever you want it to do. Have you your special... Crinkle, crinkle, Right, crinkle. yeah, crinkle, yeah. that plastic <laughs> on the mix just kind of go, ooh. Um, your favorite music. I mean, and if, if you don't like babbling brooks, bring Metallica if you love it. I mean, <laughs> if you can sing, during your labor you 're going to have a better birth, and that 's through Penny Simpkins talks about that all the time. Yeah. Sing through your birth, so bring you know Broadway if you want to sing every song and I'm, a lot of people had like lots of scents, and they make it like. I have one family that did like Hawaiian, and it had Hawaiian music going, and like they coconut. made it a party. It was awesome. <laughs> All the nurses came in, and like we love this room. It feels like we're on the island, and, and it was an awesome birth. So think of these little things that make your birth really fun. You can labor in your own T-shirt too. You don't have to wear their gown if you yeah. don't if you don't want to, and that also makes you feel more like you're at home, and makes right. you, makes yeah. you more com- more comfortable.
2: Okay, very good to know. All Mm -hmm. right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss the second and third stages of labor. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are talking about the stages of labor, and our special guest today is Rosemary Mason. She is a retired doula, but she's also a postpartum doula who has helped many women through their various stages of labor. So we talked about the first stage of labor during our first half. So now we are talking about the second stage of labor, which is
0: pushing. Yes, the Ah, the big show. It's the best part of the whole labor is the the pushing. This is where everyone starts coming in, and they start setting up the room. That's what I noticed,
2: mm -hmm. um, because, again, my firstborn was born... Vaginally in a hospital, and um, I, everything was kind of slow throughout mm, the night. Correct. And then all of a sudden, everyone's coming into my <laughs> yeah, room. The and show's it's like yeah. Wow, <laughs> you know what's showing? What's going on? <laughs> exactly. Do I need? I didn't bring popcorn. That's right. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like that. So, this is when the family starts getting yeah. anxious, and the you know partners are all excited, and, and they start moving the room around and breaking down the bed, and. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a real cute story. I had a real uh, family that the light went out, right? You know, right? the major light. So they had to call a technician, and this this man just came in, and you could tell he was like, Oh my gosh, I'm here. <laughs> and he quickly changed the light within the fastest light change I've ever seen in my life. And he was in and out. I wonder of it. who was more embarrassed. Probably
1: the guy. I think the he the was very was
0: embarrassed because it was, it was, they didn't want to move her, so it was like that. But.
2: Oh my goodness. Okay, so for pushing, mm-hmm. this can obviously be um, various times, as in, you know, how long this lasts, right? Exactly. It can okay. be from
0: 50 to up to two to three hours. If you're pushing except the, um, very effectively, then it may take you two hours. Um, sometimes with medication, it may um, affect a little it bit of take the pushing. Right. Yeah, it takes a longer. Maybe not. I don't want to put anyone's you know right. seed in someone's brain that's going to take longer because right. I've had moms who've had epidurals and pushed their babies out in 20 minutes as right. well. Right. One right.
1: push. Well, yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for you yours? For yeah. your firstborn? Mm-hmm. Wow. No,
0: I wish. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Well, actually, we only <laughs> need 10 secrets? contractions. If each one contraction, we dilate a, c- a centimeter, it takes... Ten 10 centimeters to be fully dilated, and if each contraction was only one, we'd only need 10. 10- um, contractions. really. Yeah,
2: let's explain. <laughs> let's explain what happens during the pushing phase. So for me, I think they had me um, one push, so to speak, was mm-hmm. really
0: multiple. Correct. It's anyway. it's kind of like you want to have three good pushes in that one contraction. So you're going okay. to take and you are counting nice,
2: to ten or something um, like that.
0: It's it's some people like to count to ten. Some people will just do a low gruntle sound. It's kind of like in, if you're in the Olympics right now, we can be watching the weightlifters yeah. how they make that oh, that real hut <laughs> sound. Yeah, that's what you want to do because that's going to lock. In the breath at the top, and if you think of psi's pounds per square inch, <laughs> this is what we're using on the top of the fundus to help push down that baby. So if you lock your breath and then bear down, and if you curl like a little C, you're going to put more pounds per square inch on the top of your fundus, and that's going to help push that baby right on out.
2: Okay, because the contraction itself is designed to help push the baby. Exactly. That's exactly what your
0: body's trying that's to do. Exactly what so it's you're working to do. with your body. You're working with your body. So you want to feel it. So you had.
3: Is there any way to prepare for that? I mean.
0: Um, I always, in my classes, I always always have my partners learn to push. So if you want to get, you know, your partner and get him in a pushing position and you be the doula and you help him push, you know, push through the, this, it's really a lot of fun because this helps them understand what it's about okay. and curling him into the position because we don't want you to do it. But yeah. It's kind of nice. Um, it's also like if you really have to go number two and you're really uh, constipated. That's exactly, exactly what, what I was going to say. Yeah, it's not
2: very pretty. to yeah, say, it's not really but pretty. It's
0: exactly. Yeah, the yeah. Same you same. might even have a little bit of you know expulsion <laughs> at that time, but that's and that's good. and that's really good. Once again, it's mm-hmm. a birth duel. That's yay <laughs> <laughs> Just <prepared> but, <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but for moms, moms, are, a lot of moms are really scared about that. Mm-hmm. They're really scared about doing something that can embarrass them. But trust me, when you're in the moment and you're trying to get that baby out, that's the last thing you're thinking about. Yeah, really. I still think they
0: think about it. And this, I'll let you know, it's not a lot. I think everyone thinks it's going to be this massive, like, they're so embarrassed. And it's really a teeny no. bit. Yeah. Um, nurses, a lot of times, they, no one yeah. even knows You yes. sweep it away so Yeah, fast. just wipe it and go. Yeah.
4: That's yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. like, just I'm hoping that's yeah, I'm about about it. what I I'm, pro- I'm sure I won't be worried about that when I'm pushing, <laughs> <laughs> trying to push this baby out.
2: What um, what Rosemary causes the actual urge for us to push our babies out? Because you hear that from women. I, I feel like I have to push, and they're like, no, you're not 10 centimeters yet, or whatever. Right. What is that it's, urge it's about? It's
0: just a real, you know, I'm really strong urge about just the, everything about the the placenta and the fun um, everything's just working together really hard it kind of goes in upward motion and come down we can't see it on radio but it's up and down <laughs> and that's the pushing part so right when right when the contraction gets to its peak it's just done It's it's done its work it needs to expel it needs to bring this baby down the baby is working its way down in, into the, the birth canal and that's it's just a natural process in what you're feeling okay now so why would that intense. happen
2: before 10 centimeters why would we feel that I
0: think sometimes? the nerve endings on the on the top it's just it's just triggering everything okay. else. So it's just it's just getting you prepared for what you should be feeling. Okay. And once again, ten centimeters is is what everyone thinks is ten centimeters when they go and feel. Maybe one person says, "Oh, you're only nine and a half." You can get mm-hmm. another person in there and say, "Oh no, you're 10. I so, want a second
2: opinion yes, on that. <laughs> exactly. You know. And
0: I think a lot of um, women have gone through that where one person says, "Oh, you're this," and another person says, "You're this." And it's it's nicer to go up instead of back. But right. um, I think it's just all relative to what they're feeling.
2: Okay. All right. And let's talk about the ring of fire. You hear that, too. It's yeah, like yeah I think word. a lot
0: of people, you know... Are expecting this big ring of fire. I think if you're unmedicated, I think you feel a little more of this pressure, and it's a very intense pressure. It's a lot of pressure right in that perineum area as the baby's head is starting to emerge. Um, a lot of times I've had moms with epidurals not really feel so much of that that burning or that real intense feeling. They feel the pressure, but it's a little little, little lighter, so it's not as intense as, as if you were unmedicated. Um, I always personally love that feeling. Um, all three of my children were born unmedicated. Um, and that's because my oldest is 32, so that makes a difference when I'm, you know, when you're old. Um, <laughs> they didn't really have a lot of these type of things. You pretty much just went in labor. No one really did anything to you. You, yeah. you actually then got transferred into the delivery room. So if you for you past mommies, if you were crowning, you had to actually lift yourself up and get onto a gurney, and then they would take you down into the delivery room. And you're already crowning, oh, so it's oh kind of you gosh. know,
2: which you don't want to be moved. No, you don't point. want to
0: moved at no. that point. For those of you who know, and and that's what was going I on. I would just
2: say no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a did. choice. <laughs> everyone was
0: waiting for you in the big, you know, room. Nope, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. And,
2: and what causes the ring of fire is the baby starting to crown, right? Exactly. And, and, the, and
0: it's pressure. Um, lots of stretching in that perineum area. And so a lot of people may use some um, meris, um, perineal massage. Um, and that's also, you can do that ahead of time. But that's also what's going on. We want this stage to be kind of slow. We want that baby's head when they come down to be in a nice position. It's slow. It's stretching that perineum nice and easy. The lip just comes right over the head. And they usually are looking down and they'll come popping the little head up and they'll turn, which rotates their shoulders. And they can turn to the left or right, which rotates their shoulders, which pops on out. And then you usually mom or partner can reach down there and bring their baby up to the chest. And that's the best
2: part. Yeah. I, I, what I thought was so amazing with my son is that the, the release that you feel once the whole body comes Mm -hmm. out, you know, cause you get the head and that's an accomplishment Mm -hmm. and then you're working on the shoulders and then, you know how they they turn to the side and then it's the, the actual delivery of a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean to feel that from yes. the mother's perspective. There's no other feeling, no other
0: feeling in the world. In the world. It's just and as a doula's perspective, it, there's no other better way to start your day than having you know being with someone with a baby. It's just it's so day. funny.
2: I was just thinking about that day because uh, I was thinking about you and you know the crazy night that you had and <laughs> taking care of twins and stuff. And then I was like, you know, every day, you know, midwives and doulas go into their job knowing they're going to witness probably birth. well mm-hmm. not every day, but when you have a a, right. a mom who's going to give birth, and yeah. that's an amazing thing it's, to witness. It's an
0: honor for anyone. Like you know, it is. Yeah. It's a super high and it. And it's an honor in the same time and we do it for the love of it not you know for just our own glory or anything else it's just we just really enjoy this whole birth process. It probably
2: gives you a totally different outlook on life too because you see it so much
0: very much so you've you've had a few births so you just Mm -hmm. really feel it and as a new mommy you know coming up over here you know (laughs) know, i just want to say it's really a lot of fun i want i I always tell my moms this is the best day of your life this is your your child's birthday and don't let fear stop you i mean it's it's a hard day yeah it's really hard but there's lots of things that are hard and you, and, but you don't get a baby out of it. So, it's wonderful just to go through that whole process and knowing that your body can do this, and it and it does a great job. Yeah. Wow.
2: I don't think a lot of people talk about um, this third stage, which is the the delivery or pushing out of the placenta. Exactly.
0: I think a lot of our moms forget that once you have a baby and they're all excited about that, there's another little part that comes out, and that's the placenta. I forgot um,
1: to tell my husband that the placenta
0: comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so <what's he> <laughs> oh, so when it came <laughs> out, he
1: was standing over in the corner, you know, because they were um, he was on my chest and everything, and he was standing over up by my head, and here comes the placenta, and my husband's <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> What's that? I thought it was my liver. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's
2: like is that organ supposed to come out? What is that? What is
1: like? Right. He was like, I was looking at the doctors and the nurses, and no one was freaking out, so I decided I wouldn't
2: either. <laughs> so forewarn your partners, everybody. Yeah, you do have to deliver the placenta, and
0: they, and they do hold it up to make sure it's all there. So I mean, it's something that I find placentas just so fascinating. And I always wanted my kids to do reports on them and stuff, and they'd say no, but it's like, <laughs> um, it's just where your child has lived, and it's. Just just it's just the most exciting thing in the whole wide world and yeah and i just find them very exciting yeah um now you can have the pl- placenta encapsulation where they can then freeze dry your placenta and you can use the capsulation on that and most hospitals are very good about have letting you take your placenta home so it's a good thing right um but that's you know that's well, I think once again a lot of people don't realize you have to then push out the placenta. It's just mm-hmm. not going to. in a lot, a lot of cases it, it will slip out, but a lot of times you have to give a few more pushes. But you have that baby in your arms at that point, and you're just like, fine. I'll just push. Right, at yeah, this mo- time. right.
3: Most of my friends have said you they don't even remember doing right. that. Right, no. that's yeah. like the, the one thing that they don't remember. Your endorphins
0: are just there. like, just yeah. up at the through top, the roof, and are yeah.
2: And are you typically feeling any type of contractions with
0: this? You probably most of them do have a little contractions that they come through. And it's once kind of like the
2: aftershock after
0: an earthquake. earthquake or there you go. As Californians, we all know. That and it, <laughs> I'm trained to think yeah. the <laughs> yeah. and once again, our uterus has to get back down to the size of a fist. And that takes a you know about um, ten to twelve days, um, seven days. It depends on everyone's di- little little different, but it takes you know has to squeeze back down. Almost you still the size have of cramping fist. after the exactly, baby. yeah, and that's another cramping. thing I like to let that's moms normal. know too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're breastfeeding, uh, you, those contractions, those little after pains will start, but that's a good thing. We want our uterus to get back down. We don't want it to be boggy. We want it to be um, nice and firm. Um, where the placenta had adhered that's an open wound so that's why they use that fundal massage and the nurses will teach you themselves if you don't want them to do it where they actually rub right there on the top where the placenta had adhered and so it's an open wound they want to rub it down and that's the fundal massage that you'll be experiencing and you'll learn to do that yourself
2: Okay, I haven't heard about that yet. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's one of those fun things that they do, and you are like, "No one told me this." It's a little painful, so I just, you know, because they have to kind of rub it up to make it nice and firm. Then you can do it yourself. Okay.
2: All right. Oh, this has been interesting. Thank you, Rosemary. You are very, welcome. This you're is very great. welcome. I love learning about the different stages and what women can experience. If you guys want to continue this conversation, you can on our Facebook page or even on the episodes page on our website, and uh, we will also list some additional resources for uh, the different stages of labor, and we'll put that on our episodes page as well.
3: at LuckyLandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Before we wrap today's show, here are some maternity fashion trends.
3: Hello, pretty pals. I'm Crystal Deck, maternity fashion expert and founder of Bar of Bump, where you can buy or rent maternity styles for a monthly rate. Today, we are going to talk about choosing the perfect evening dress. With a growing bump and a fancy upcoming occasion, you want to not only look great, but feel great. These tips will help focus on creating that perfect look. First, focus on effort. Use your favorite magazines or online stores to find looks you love. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone to try something new. When making a purchase online, make sure to read the details about the fabric combination and find something made of a similar material in your closet so you can feel it. You want to look good, but as your bump grows, the material should be stretchy. Next, consider your frame. For a slimmer appearance, choose an A-line dress that will elongate. Accentuate cleavage with a plunging neckline, or for smaller chests, sweetheart necklines are the most flattering. Make sure to dress appropriate for the occasion. Formal events require floor or ankle length gowns. Cocktail is usually more flexible, so go for a knee length dress. For colors, black is always safe, but for a fun twist, add some hot pink pumps and a yellow purse. For a softer look, try rose or pearl colors in silk or satin. If you're going to be sitting for a majority of the time, then choose a dress with more detail up top or accessorize with a chunky necklace or dramatic earrings, but not both. Finally, pull it all together. Metallic heels go with everything, but if you can't walk in 5-inch heels, don't buy 5-inch heels. For more stability and comfort, try a thicker heel. For flats, it's best to choose a longer dress style or a full skirt if you offer something around a knee. For fall, avoid hosiery and use self-tanner to add some color to your legs for a more chic look. Follow these simple tips and you are sure to look like one hot mama. Make sure to check out more evening dress styles at borrowforyourbump.com. Enter promo code PREGGYPALS at checkout to save 20% off your entire order. Thanks for listening to today's tips on finding the perfect evening dress and be sure to listen to Craigie's health for more great pregnancy tips.
2: Well, that wraps up our show for today. If you have any questions about today's topic or any pregnancy-related question, you can send us an email or call our Preggie Pals hotline. That number is 619-866-4775, and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. If you have a pregnancy topic you would like to suggest for a possible show idea, we would love to hear it. Visit our website at preggypals.com and send us an email. Thanks for listening to Preggie Pals, your pregnancy, your way.
4: This has been a New Mommy Media production. and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas.